0: That, you know, Lord, you're good to me. Uh, um, you know, you always say, well, what do you want me to do? I mean, <laughs> what do you want me to be doing? And, but anyway, uh, you know, our life, you're focused on your life. You know, I'm I'm 59, okay, so I know 1960 to where I am. That's my little slice of this big, long thing. But anyway, when you think about, and I've learned this from the government, we have, they call it cradle, cradle to grave on our helicopters, and we're building a new one. And so time zero is over here. We've just, we figured out a design. And then we got it accepted. And then now we're going to build a prototype. And then, it gets, then hopefully you get to production. And then we're going to build 500 of them. Whatever. And then they're supposed to last 50 years or something like that. But it's a big long timeline. Okay. Since creation, there's a big long timeline. It's not like God's playing games with us. No, it's a timeline. And remember, he loves us. And he's wanting family. And so we wonder, where's Jesus at? There's more people coming into the family, you know. And it's just fantastic knowing that our opportunity to tell people about Jesus, which we're doing. You know, we're telling people about Jesus, even if people are just watching you. And uh, it's adding more people to this family because one day, because th- th- there's several places in the scriptures that tell us that when this time is over with, it's going to quit sometime. That time is going to stop. Remember, even Jesus said, I don't even know when it's going to be. Only the Father knows at what hour he's going to come back. But, but anyway, nonetheless, it's, a, it's just a big, long timeline. And uh, it's all about love. you know. Unfortunately, there's some people that don't want to have anything to do with him, but uh, there's more kids to be born that God wants part of this family. I mean, you rejoice knowing you have grandkids and your kids and your great-grandkids. Anyway, so uh, following along this historic line here, let's pick up where we left off with some of these kings. Let's see where we got to. I think it's chapter 14. We're in Second Chronicles chapter 14. Let me make sure. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Yeah, okay. Now I'm going to back up a little bit, and let's see. The first one was Saul. That's the one that when David killed Goliath. Uh, remember, King Saul was the first one. And this was like 500 years after Moses. Okay, okay. So it's Saul, and then there was David. Whoa, so much history about David. And that makes sense because Lion of the Tribe of Judah, talking about uh, Oh, Son of David, help me, because they are they knew that the Messiah was gonna be a descendant of David. But anyway, so Saul, excuse me, Saul was first, then it was David, David's son Solomon, wow, wow. And then after that was Abijah, we just see, Abijah was buried, he just died. The next one is Asa, so that's, uh, that's no, oh, excuse me, no, it was Rehoboam before, it was Rehoboam and then Abijah. Abijah didn't, he didn't, I don't think he, uh, uh, I don't think Abijah, he was only king for about three years. But anyway, let's see what happens here. Okay, so the first 10 years of his reign, uh, King Asa, he was very careful to obey the Lord's commandments. He demolished the heathen altars on the hills. Well, what was all that? Yeah, people were not just going to different churches. It was not different churches, but the same Jesus. No, they worshipped. uh, There was no other gods. They just thought it was. They were worshipping these rocks and these images and whatever. Uh, anyway, but he demanded the entire nation obey the commandments of the Lord and their ancestors. And he look at that. He removed the sun images from the hills and their incense altars. Okay, now I believe we covered all this. Uh, so anyway, let's keep going here. Uh, uh, th- remember the story just real quick. All of a sudden, a million troops were going to attack him from Ethiopia. 300 chariots under the leader. No, isn't it interesting how you get the numbers and then... A nation that we know of, Ethiopia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. Anyway, in this guy's name, but notice what he did. He cried out to the Lord, saying, "No one else can help us." Isn't that so good? It's not like, well, I wish I had some good friends. You just need Jesus. That's all. Anyway. Notice he says, here we are powerless against this army, verse 11. Oh, help us, Lord, our God, for we are, let's see, da-da-da-da. Notice he didn't say we're going to get killed. No, for we trust in you alone to rescue us. And look at this. And in your name, here we go. It's fourth quarter. I know we're down 21 points, but we're going into this and we're going to win this thing. That's what they said. And, and he says, don't let mere men defeat you. Look at that. Then the Lord defeated them. Now, the reason I rehearsed this is because something's going to happen in this next chapter. One of the most fantastic uh uh verses that, that you may have heard if you hadn't, it's still real popular among Christians. Okay, let's see. Uh in a chap in chapter 15, uh we re- we did this last week. I just want to hit this though. Uh, this prophet showed up and said, Hey, listen, Asa, I want to congratulate you on what you did. And he says, if you will always trust the Lord, he will always be with you. Something sometimes in the Bible Belt we think we well, never know. I prayed last time at work, but I don't want to push God. Yes, you do. You're not pushing God. He owns everything. You're not going to make him go bankrupt. Yeah, but I need a million last week, and I need a million. So what? Go in don't talk to me about it. Go talk to the Lord about it if you need that kind of money. That's all people. I said, so that's just a something. I used to hear people say, "Well, Richard, we you mean you go pray and get a million dollars." Yeah, why don't you go in there? I'm not going to say no. And the stuff I do today, it's <laughs> it's place I work, we need, uh, one million won't, wouldn't last long anyway. takes a whole lot more than that. But that shouldn't be it. What an excuse to not pray. Sit there. Well, you can't just think. Yeah, you can too. Man. Well, anyway, here we go. So uh, he says, now listen, if you forsake him, he's going to forsake you. Now, we've already covered that. So let's go ahead and see what happened here. Uh, okay. Let me back down to the very last verse of 2 Chronicles 15. So everything's running smooth. Look at this. King Asa, verse 16, he removed his mother because she was a queen, but, man, she was going to worship something else. She had made an Asherah idol. He cut down the idol. He crushed it, and he burned it in the kidron brook. Now, over in Israel, remember, the SEC split. You only have uh, Alabama and Auburn over here worshiping the Lord. Tennessee, Georgia, and the rest of them, (laughs) they're worshiping the sun. And these are descendants of Abraham. They're Abraham's kids. They were rescued out of Egypt. But man, they are worshiping cows. Okay, so remember it's just Judah and Benjamin here. And the heart of King Asa was perfect before God throughout his lifetime. Now watch, it's just, he's going to blow it here. Okay, we'll see where he blows it. Like I could have blown it this morning when I ran out of gas. I could have got all angry and said, God, just, just, why'd you do that to me, Lord? It didn't even cross my mind to say something stupid like that. I'm looking for help. You lose your car keys? Lord, help me find the car keys. Or give me a backup plan. I'm, I'm not canceling church. It's just, I'm, I want to go. I'm, I'm happy. So here we go. In the 36th year of this guy's reign. Now, think about why we have this. This is why you may remember when you were in church and whatever and you heard fantastic Sunday school teachers. Unfortunately, it was just, I thank God it was there. But I'm just, why was it in Sunday school only? This should have been the messages all the time. We'd have been so much smarter and so much better off. Here we go. He's in the thirty-sixth year that he's reigning, King Bahashas of Israel. Remember, that's the other ten tribes. They're they're descendants of Abraham, and they want to fight Judah and uh, Benjamin. But remember, they're worshiping a mumu over there, and they know better. Boy, they declared war on him, and they built fortresses of Ramah in order to control the road to Judah. They didn't want anybody going to Jerusalem. That was that stupid king of. Bashat was his name. Asa's response, watch what he did. Look at this is supposed to be the good guy. He took the silver and gold from the temple and from the palace, and he sent it to another king of Syria. Those guys are still there today. It's the same Syria over near Israel at Damascus with this message. What did he say? Hey, hey, let's renew renew the mutual security pact there was between your father and my father. Well, you can see where this is heading. You say, well, what's wrong with that? Well, wait a minute. Why didn't he ask the Lord? Okay, here we go. Hey, I'm going to pay you. So he says, here's the silver and gold to induce you to break your alliance with, remember, the other part of Israel, so that he'll leave me alone. Well, Ben-Hadad agreed to King Asa's request and mobilized his armies to attack Israel. Now, remember, that Israel is not the descendants of David. That's the other part of that SEC, those other ten tribes. Boy, they destroyed the cities of Ijon, Dan, Abimele, and all the supply centers of Natali. As soon as King Beshav of Israel heard what was happening, he discontinued building. See, that was trying to block the road to Judah, we just read. And he gave up on plans to attack Judah. Then King Asa and the people of, of Judah went out to Ramah and they carried away the building stones and the timber. Man, they went out there and said, "Hey, well, good. We're going to just take all this goodies. Everything's looking good, isn't it?" But remember what he did. About that time, here comes the problem. And he came. Now I'm <laughs> I'm setting you up for a verse here that you may have heard and didn't even know where it come from. A prophet Hanani came to King Asa and told him, because you put your trust in the king of Israel instead of the Lord. Now, wait a minute. I'm a Baptist. Only thing you have here is going to heaven. So how can I make this about going to heaven? It's not in there. He took money from the Lord's house. Whoops. Oh, that was great. He took money from the Lord's house and gave it to, uh, like I just did, and gave it to this other guy. And didn't even trust the Lord. Well, I got to trust the Lord to keep all my stuff straight. Okay, here we go. I got it. Did it? I don't see it. Okay, looks like I got it. Maybe not. Check. Okay. okay, but anyway, so don't. Look, look what he says. That's why the Bible's historical. Don't you remember? Remember the previous chapter? Uh, remember he's been reigning for forty years, and he said, "Don't you remember when you were outnumbered?" A million troops from the Ethiopians and the Libyans with their vast army, all their chariots and cavalry. But you relied then on the Lord, and He delivered you from their hand. Now, let me see what we can get from this. Look, we're not bad guys. Do you know what you can get from this? He'll do it again. I don't care what your problem is today or tomorrow, the same Lord will get you out of trouble the next day. But look what you can do to make it go south. Try to figure it out on your own, you know. Stop going to the Lord and asking him for help. Even though you're innocent. I'm innocent. I could just sit there and just start sit there and worry. Oh my gosh, I got a phone call. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. We we all need to be quick to remember to pray. Don't let anything throw you. Don't let anything bother you. All right, here we go. Here we go. For you relied on the Lord, and he delivered them into your hand. Here we go. This is 16.9. For the eyes of the Lord search back and forth across the whole land. Now, remember, this is a guy's a prophet. He's speaking for Jesus. Looking for people whose hearts are perfect toward him. Didn't mean they're perfect. It means they were looking toward him. I mean, they just were asking for his help. Uh, so that he can show his great power. Well, see, I was taught Jesus doesn't do anything today. I was taught He doesn't heal anymore. Oh, so dumb. So that He could show His great power in helping them. So, do you realize that the Lord's up there today just watching? And, of course, we just take our group. He's watching all of us. He's just saying, you going to ask me for your help? For help? Look what He goes on to say. What a fool you've been. Look at this. Now you're going to have wars. Oh, boy. Look at this guy. The king, he's so angry. Asa was so angry for saying that he threw him into jail. When you get to heaven, Han and I is gonna say, "I can't believe it." Back when uh, in the in the in the 1900s, churches in America, they they used my verse for something I got thrown in jail over. <laughs> you know, and I didn't get any credit for. It. Of course, Han and I is not gonna care. He got thrown in jail. Golly. Look what else happens. You ever have any foot problems? Look at this. This ought to make us think, you know what? I'm not going to blame Dr. Scholes. And I'm not going to worry about my feet. Because this next part is going to tell us that we ought to be praying about our feet. Watch this. The rest of the biography of Asa is written in the annuals of the king. So in other words, boy, they had their records, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Look at this. Watch. Here it is. In the 39th year of his reign, Asa became seriously diseased in his feet. What? Now, look. Look what he did wrong. But he didn't go to the Lord with the problem, but to the doctors. Now, I have seen a lot of people that go, well. Well you can go well of course we go to the doctor, but you do know doctors may have their mind on their brand new girlfriend or whatever. They may I mean they're not perfect. So certainly even if you go to the doctor, you would trust the Lord anyway. So that doctors are not the problem. Do you see what his problem was? He didn't go to the Lord. But with the problem, but to the doctors. And I tell you there's a lot of uh, since we get we get preached to sometimes, not here, that Jesus won't help. We won't, we wind up being that way. We wind up acting that way. Because we heard, well, Jesus, you don't run. You gotta find out if it's the Lord's will, you know. Well, you know, you need to pray. If it's the Lord's will, my feet'll be well. Is that the way the doctor treats you when you call? I need an appointment, you know? And they go, Well, oh, is this Janet? Janet, great. Janet says, I got a problem with my ankle. Well, I don't know if it's the doctor's will today. You know, <laughs> She would hang that phone up so fast. She don't have time for the, a doctor that says, well, I don't know. I don't know. Might not be the doctor's will to look at that foot. So see the, see the stupidity in that? He didn't go to the Lord with the problem. But now wait a minute. Whoa, let's hold on a second. What if we went to the Lord with the problem? So he died in the 41st year of his reign and was buried in his own vault, which he had hewn out for himself in Jerusalem, and laid on a perfume with sweet spices and ointments, and his people made a very great burning of incense. Okay, la-da-da. Well, what about this right here? Man, all you gotta do if you're hurting, you're ailing, or whatever it is, just go to Jesus. I found out, and you will too, as you read your Bible, the only qualification you need to do to get healed in the Bible is just be sick. Just be sick. If you're sick and you go to Jesus, you'll get healed. Mm, man, just ask him. Go back and look at that part one more time. He didn't go to the Lord with the problem. Wow. All right, so he passed away. Okay, he still had a pretty good life there. He had a pretty good reign there. Well, his son, oh, I know this guy. Yeah, and his dad and his mama and whatever. They obviously taught him about the Lord. King Jehoshaphat. Now, you're going to watch what he does. He does a great job, too. Anyway, Jehoshaphat became the king and mobilized. This is chapter 17, 2 Chronicles. Uh, he mobilized war against Israel. That's because, remember, those guys, are they were trying to attack him. He placed garrisons in all the fortified cities of Judah and various other places throughout the country and in the city, city, cities of Ephraim that his father had conquered. Look at that. The Lord was with Jehoshaphat. Because he followed the, the good footsteps of his father's, remember the earlier years, and didn't worship idols. He obeyed the commandments of his father's God, quite unlike, look at that, the people across, in other words, the rest of Abraham's kids, the rest of the Jews, quite unlike the people across the border in the land of Israel. Look at that. So the Lord strengthened his position as king of all Judah. All the people cooperated by paying their taxes. Look at that. He became very wealthy and uh, very popular. He boldly followed the paths of God, even knocking down the heathen altars on the hills and destroying the Asherah miles. In other words, he said, we ain't going to have but one God. There's just one God. Now in the third year of his reign, look what he does here. Hello. He basically said everybody in the kingdom is going to read their Bibles nationwide religious education program. That's what saved it. He sent out the top government officials as teachers in all the cities of Judah. These men included boy, we got their names. Ben-Hel, Obadiah, Zechariah, Nathan, Micaiah. He also used the Levites for this purpose, including here's their names. This guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. Now what? Remember, let's go back. What did he do? A nationwide religious program. Wow. Okay, here we go. What happened? Uh, and also the priest, Elisha and Jehoram. Look, at, look what they did. Praise God. They took the copies of the book of the law of the Lord to the cities of Judah to teach the scriptures. That's what we're doing right here. Then the fear of the Lord fell upon the surrounding kingdom so that none of them declared war on King Jehoshaphat. Man, they were scared. In other words, all their enemies, they're like, hey, I ain't, I ain't messing with these guys. Look at that. Even some of the Philistines, that's where Goliath was from. Remember, David killed Goliath. Man, they brought him presents, annual tribute. The Arabs don- donated 7,700 rams, 7,700 female goats, I mean male goats. So Jehoshaphat became, Jehoshaphat became very strong, built fortified fortresses and supply cities throughout Judah. His public works program was extensive, had huge army stationed at Jerusalem. His capital, 300,000 Judean troops were under there's their general. Patton, whatever, General Adna. Next in command was another guy, Jehoanan, the army of 280, and they got half a million in the army. Bless, 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 bless. Next was Amasiah, son of Rickri, a man of unusual piety, with, many at 200,000 troops. Benjamin supplied it, man, they got a million, don't they? With bows and shields under Eliadad, a great general. Look at that, wow. His second in command. Look at all these generals. Jehoshabad with a hundred. Man, they're over a million now. Who were troops in Jerusalem in addition to those placed by the king and the fortified. Can you imagine that? Even growing up, you'd have gone, you know, Grandpa used to tell me some terrible stories about what it was like under King so-and-so. And Man, Mom, I'm having a good time. And Mama would say, you know why? It's because we're all serving the Lord. We're not worshiping those stupid cows over there. In another country. All right, here we go. Watch what happens. This goes on and on. A good history here. Notice that. Chapter 18, verse 1. But rich popular king Jehoshaphat. Well, what's he going to do? Well, look what he did. He made a marriage alliance. That's what you did. Let's get Pharaoh's daughter to marry my son. Well, look at that guy's name. Yep, that's the one you've heard about a lot. New king over there in Israel, Ahab. Remember Ahab and the prophets of Baal? Remember what his wife's name was? Jezebel. Oh my gosh. Now Jehoshaphat had his heart in the right place, but the Lord didn't want him to do this. So watch how the Lord still takes care of Jehoshaphat. We make mistakes too. So he had an alliance for his son and the daughter of King Ahab of Israel. Remember his mother-in-law, or he could say, what would you call you know, if you gave your kid to this other, anyway, you're now in-laws. That's what you. He's got an in-law now called Jezebel, <laughs> and she hates the Lord. A few years later, he went down to Samaria to visit King Ahab. Boy, King Ahab gave a great party for him in his age, butchering great numbers of sheep and oxen in the feast. Now, remember, these two—they're all Abraham's descendants, but they were fighting civil war all the time. Well, not anymore. Well, Ahab asked old king Jehoshaphat to join forces with him against another bad guy. Well, notice what Jehoshaphat said. He says, well, why not? This is such a great story. Jehoshaphat said, I'm with you all the way. Now, remember their brothers. Their daddy a long time ago was Abraham. My troops are at your command, Jehoshaphat. Remember, he's got over a million. Remember that? Look what he says. This is what makes Jehoshaphat so good. Let's check with the Lord first. I think this is so funny. So King Ahab, he called 400 of his heathen prophets. Well, you know what they're going to say. Oh, yeah, you're going to knock them out. You're going to win a national championship. Oh, King Ahab, yeah, the Lord's going to give it to you. So anyway, they said, Shall we go to war with Ramoth Gilead or not? Oh, go ahead. God will give you a great victory. It ain't going to happen either. Okay, watch But Jehoshaphat... He wasn't satisfied. Notice, he says, isn't there some prophet of the Lord around here? <laughs> Whoa, wait! I, I'm a Baptist. <laughs> yeah, but what are you worshiping that stupid idol for? And Why do you have church and never even mention Jesus? <sighs> Look what he said. I'd like, to, I'd like to ask him the same question. <laughs> you know, this is probably ticking off, oh Ahab. Look at this. Well... There is one. Look <laughs> what he said. I hate him. <laughs> it's like Jeremiah. Remember Jeremiah, when, they, when Nebuchadnezzar was fixing to get him, Jeremiah was the Lord's man. And man, Jeremiah didn't have anything good to say. And, and Jeremiah didn't like doing that. But God told him at one point. He says, I, there's nothing good to say about them. They worship the sun god. You tell them what I told you. Anyway. Well, there's one I hate him. He never prophesies anything but evil. His name was Micaiah. Son of Imla. Oh, come now. Don't talk that way, Jehoshaphat said. Let's hear what he has to say. <laughs> this is so good. Because this, I'll tell you a little bit. When this guy comes in there, he goes, oh, yeah, it's going to be fine. Yeah, you're going you're to have great victory. <laughs> and, and Ahab goes, you're a lion. <laughs> so here we go. Watch this. Watch this. Let's hear what he's got to say. So the king of Israel. Remember, Israel is worshiping a cow called one of his aides, Quick, go get Micaiah, son of, son of Imlai, order. Then the two kings were sitting, now get the picture, they're sitting on thrones, this is like court scene, you know, in full regalia, at an open place near the Sumerian gate. I mean, man, this is a big to-do. And all the prophets were prophesying, all the bad ones. Oh, yeah, you're going to kick their tail, you're going to win. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. One of them, Zedekiah, son of Caniah, made some iron horns for the occasion. Oh, brother. And he, and, uh, and he proclaimed, the Lord says, you'll gore the Syrians to death with these. No, you won't. All the others said, yes, they chorused up to Ramath Gilead and prosper for the Lord will cause you to conquer. You know, you can say all this stuff, but if you behind the scenes don't love Jesus, in other words, you truly, your heart is not about the Lord, you, it's going to go down. Here we go. The man went to go get Micaiah, told him what was happening and what the prophets were saying, that the war would end in triumph to the king. In other words, this guy's trying to funnel him some money and say, Hey, look, you need to say something good here. (laughs) What a joke. Watch this. I hope you agree with them and give the king a favorable reading. Remember, this is important. This is bigger than you. Oh, really? Look what Micaiah says. I vow by God that whatever God says is what I'm going to say. Well, when he arrived before the king, the king asked him, Now, this is the bad king, Ahab. Micaiah, shall we go to war against uh, Ramoth-Gilead or not? Micaiah said, Oh, sure, go ahead. It'll be a glorious victory. (laughs) Boy, the king says, Look here. Remember, he said, Said sharply. Boy, he was nailing him. How many times must I tell you to speak nothing except what the Lord tells you? So Micaiah says, Okay, kingy-wingy, I'll tell you. Micaiah said, in my vision, I saw, oh my gosh, I saw Israel scatter upon the mountain as sheep without a shepherd. And the Lord said, their master has been killed. Uh, Send them home. Now look what the king says. Didn't I tell you, the king of Israel exclaimed to Jehoshaphat, he does it every time. He never prophesies anything but evil against me. Listen to what the Lord has told me, Micaiah. He said, I'm not done. I saw him on his throne surrounded by vast throngs of angels. Now he's saying he sees Jesus. Anyway, there were many suggestions, but finally, a spirit oh, excuse me. The Lord said, who can get King Ahab to go out to battle and be killed there? One of them said, uh, one spirit stepped forward and said before the Lord, I can do it. Now remember, the Lord's not doing this just to be cruel. King Ahab is throwing kids to the fire. He wants to murder Jehoshaphat's nation. Got people worshiping a cow and said, this cow is what brought you out of Egypt. Oh, man. Anyway, this angel said, well, the Lord said how? He said, I'll be a lying spirit in the mouth of all the king's prophets. That's what they were doing. They're going, yeah, you're going to win. You're going to win. Man, it'll work, the Lord said. Go and do it. So you see, the Lord's put a lying spirit in the mouth of all those prophets of yours uh, when actually he has determined just the opposite what they're telling. Now now think about this. This really happens. So guess what? If I was one of those other prophets and I heard him say that, well, who the heck are you to say what, uh, that's what happened? One of these guys gets mad. Zedekiah. Look at that. Man, he walked up to Micaiah, slapped him across the face. You liar. When did the spirit of the Lord leave me and enter you? Well, if you go home to this guy's house, he had sun idol worship over here and he had a little bit of Jesus over here and most of the time it was worshiping this other stuff. And they said, hey, arrest this guy. Take him back to the governor of Armor, to my son Joash, the king of Israel ordered. That's what happened to all these prophets usually. Tell them, the king says, to put this fellow in prison and feed him in bread and water until I return safely from the battle. Now watch what Micaiah says, if you return. He wasn't going to return, but watch what happens to good old Jehoshaphat. If you return safely, for the Lord has uh, the Lord. Excuse me. If you return safely, the Lord has not spoken. Oh, that's what he says. If you if you come back safely, I didn't. I miss God. Then turning to those around him, he remarked, "Take note of what I said." That's something. So the king of Israel and the king of Judah led their, army, led their armies to Ramoth Gilead. Now watch old King the king of Israel, Ahab. He's, he knows he's toast. He said, I'm going to disguise myself so nobody will recognize me. This is almost like the Three Stooges. Larry tells Curly, hey, you wear, you wear the general's outfit and I'm going to be a boy. <laughs> I mean, God, what? I'll disguise myself so no one will recognize me. But you put on your royal robes. So that's what they did. Now, of course, you're what's going to happen? You know Ahab's going to get killed. Remember, Jehoshaphat shouldn't have made this, he he shouldn't be hanging out with this guy. But watch how the Lord has mercy on Jehoshaphat. Watch what happens here. Now the king of Israel, excuse me, Syria had issued instructions to his charioteers, ignore everyone but the king of Israel. In other words, go right after this guy. So when the Syrian charioteers, they saw King Jehoshaphat of Judah in royal robes, men, they went after him. That's the wrong guy. Supposing he was the man they were after. Can you read it? Can you do that? I can. But Jehoshaphat cried out to the Lord to save him. That's what I did when that guy stopped in front of me on the interstate yesterday. Man, I hit the brake. Jesus' name. Anyway. He cried out to the Lord to save him. Now you know he probably is not going to get help because he made that marriage alliance with his son, and he's over here hanging out with this other king. He's toast. No, he's not. Notice Josephat knew it. He, he still asked for help. And the Lord made the charioteers see their mistake and leave them. Isn't that great? That's the reason David wrote his great-great-great-great-great-granddaddy was David. And David said, you know, you know. If you'll call on the Lord, to will help you, you know. Uh, anyway, for as soon as they realized he was not the king of Israel, they stopped chasing him. But one of the Syrian soldiers, boy, he just haphazardly, there it was, I had the word right. He shot an arrow way up in the air in nowhere, and it struck the king of Israel at the opening where the lower armor and breastplate meet. And he said, get me out of here, he groaned to the driver of his chariot, for I'm badly wounded. The battle grew hotter and hotter, and... Uh, King Ahab went back and propped up in his chariot to fight the, uh, the Syrians. But, as, but just as the sun sank into the western skies, he died. Wow. Now, oh, I'm not going to cover all this, but I, I do want you to see. Remember that that's, there was no markers here. So, look what happens here. So, King, verse 9, chapter 19. King Jehoshaphat, he goes back home. Look at that. Uninjured. But now he made some mistakes. Remember, we just just heard that prophet. That prophet was thrown in jail by his dad. Anyway, but his son, Jehu, he came out to me. He said, now it makes sense. Should you be helping the wicked and loving those, look at that, who hate the Lord? He says, because of what you've done, God's wrath is upon you. But notice, even though his wrath was upon him, he still was protected. Now, if you'll watch closely... Jehoshaphat still knew it's what we're all supposed to do. We have mercy. okay. Notice this. But there are some good things about you that you got rid of the shame idols throughout the land. You tried to be faithful to God. Wow. And the Lord's going to help him from here. He helped him out of that one. So look at that. Jehoshaphat, he learned his lesson. Hey, I ain't going back to Israel. After that. But notice what he did. He remained quietly in Jerusalem. Later on, he went out again to the people traveling from Beersheba to the hill country. Look at that. He encouraged them to do what? Worship the Lord God. He appointed judges throughout the nation in all the larger cities and instructed, watch your step. Men, you guys need to serve the Lord. He said, I've not appointed you. God has. See, he's just setting up the political system. We could have corrupt judges here in Huntsville. Boy, wouldn't it be a. We've got to have good ones. So that's what he was doing. He said, God has and will stand beside you and help give you justice in the cases that come before you. But be very much afraid to give any decision than what God tells you to. For there must be no injustice among God's judges. No partiality. No taking bribes. So Jehoshaphat set up courts in Jerusalem too. With the Levites and the priests and the clans and judges. That, uh, these were the instructions to them. You're always to act. And wow, look at that. He's just telling them, serve the Lord. With honest hearts. We may as well finish. We're, we're done here anyway. Uh, whenever a case is referred to you by the judges out in the provinces, whether murder cases, violations of the laws, you are to clarify evidence for them and help them decide justly, lest the wrath of God come on you. If you do this, you will discharge uh, uh, your responsibility. Uh, then he appointed Amariah the high priest to be the final appeal in the cases involving, I mean, what do we have this for? Because it really happened. Involving sacred affairs, Zebediah, son of Israel, the ruler of Judah, of the court of final appeals for all civil cases, with the Levites and their assistants. Look at this. Be fearless in your stand for truth and honesty. May God use you to defend the innocent was his final word to them. Remember, anyway, Paul wrote in the book of Acts he to remember the poor, you know. Wow. I think this, we won't do it, but anyway, watch this. Yeah. Uh, now he goes on some more. He's got... Uh, oh yeah notice it's still more stuff about guess what story this is another huge army's come out to get him and they're going uh oh we're outnumbered but what does Jehoshaphat do he says there's nobody to help us but you And remember what Jehoshaphat does he, <laughs> he sends the band out there remember that he sent the people to I'm not going to do it but, but just, let's pick out the verses real quick look at this a vast army why, why, did, why, did, why shouldn't he start thinking, well, I guess I, I'm, I'm a screwball. I've made No, he didn't. They, look at this. He was so badly shaken. He de- look at that. He determined to beg for help from the Lord. He even got everybody in the nation excited. He said, hey, let's all pray. They did. And anyway, guess what? One of those prophets speaks. Okay, here we go. Let's see. He basically, this is his prayer. He said, you didn't give us this land. Uh, no, he says, and didn't you give us this land forever to the descendants of your friend Abraham? And he said, Look at these guys. They're trying. Oh, look at that. He remembered this part of that prayer. And he said, When Solomon, he said, You said, whenever we're faced with calamity, war, disease, famine, that's what we got to be taught. If you're sick, ask the Lord for help. Anyway, he said, And whenever we cry out to save, uh, to, for you to save us, that you will hear us and rescue us. Man, I, as a Baptist, <laughs> at least up to until I started my own preaching, Up through, I was 20 years old, you never knew if God was going to help you or not. And I thought I was supposed to preach that stuff. Anyway, and now we see the armies of Ammon, Moab, Mount Seir are doing, uh, you wouldn't let our ancestors invade those nations. That's a historic line. Moses wasn't allowed to take care of them. And he says, look what they're going to do. Now they, now look at this. See how they're going to reward us? They've come to throw us out. Look at that. Throw us out of your land, which you've given us. Now he says, oh God, won't you help them? Excuse me, our God, won't you stop them? Look at this. We have no way to protect ourselves against this might. We don't even know what to do. But we're looking to you. As the people from all Judah, look at their little ones and their wives and their children, everybody was standing. The Spirit of the Lord came on one of the men. Jehaziel. Son of this guy, son of that guy. He was a Levite. One of the sons of whatever, sons of Aaron. Okay. Of Asaph, excuse me. Listen to me, people of Judah. You guys are toast. No. Here's that famous verse. The Lord says, don't be afraid. Don't be paralyzed. The battle is not yours, but God's. Wow. And he says, hey, tomorrow go out and attack them, but you're going to find them dead. (laughs) You're not going to need to fight. Take your place, stand quietly, see the incredible miracle rescue God will perform. Now, I wonder why the Lord did it. See, if you isolate this and don't read the other stories. See, this happened all the time. Boy, King Jehoshaphat, he hit the dirt. So did everybody else. They were worshiping the Lord. And then it was, you know, the story. We, we, we're really done with this. But just look at the highlight. Early the next morning, the army of Judah went, Judah went out. On the way, look at this, Jehoshaphat, he stopped and said, Hey, wait a minute. Believe the Lord God, you'll have success. Believe his prophets, everything's going to be all right. After consulting with the leaders, he determined they're going to send the choir out first. That is so stupid. No, wait a minute, Joseph had read the other day. You send the ark out with trumpets, and you send the priest out. So he was doing exactly what you do. Look what he said: do, go out singing, his loving kindness is forever, and walking along praising and thanking the Lord. Anyway, at that moment when they began to sing and praise, I mean everybody, all the bad guys killed themselves. They went out there. I'm just paraphrasing. Look at this. So they all began fighting among themselves and destroyed each other. The Ammonites, Moabites, they turned against their allies. They killed every one of them. They finished the job. They turned on each other. And so when the army of Judah arrived at the watchtower, they looked over the wilderness. As far as they could see, there were dead bodies. You didn't even have a chance to draw your sword. Everybody was dead. And then look what else. They took all the money, the garments, the jewels. I mean, come on. I think we get it. Father, we just thank you for your word today. Thank you, Lord, for this historic line. It has to be true. or Jesus certainly lied to us, and we have no hope. But we know better. Praise the Lord. There's evidence, Lord, these things, what you said are so. And we certainly know this. Trusting you is what gets us out of trouble. Father, if we're hurting in our bodies, hey, we'll just ask you to help us. Like King Asa, he should have done. But we do, Lord. Help us with our feet, our hands, everything, our lungs, anything may be going wrong. Help us, Lord. Same thing's true financially. Help us financially. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. And Lord, if it's something else, some other problem, great, small, whatever, whatever's got our attention, Lord, just get us out of trouble. And that doesn't leave anything left but for us to tell others who did that. And that was you. And we appreciate it. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord.